Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, all you private parties. Now, I wanted to give you a quick update uh, before we start the episode. On our bonus episode on Wednesday, we told you all that we are going to be doing a live private part show for all of you across the internet on Valentine's Day. Now, this year has been super tough for everyone. So we wanted to spend Valentine's Day with you, the private partners who we love and who have supported us and done all these amazing things. The money that we're going to be raising will be all for a mental health charity, which is incredible. So it's going to be on February the 14th, Valentine's Day, 7 p.m. Stick that in your diary right now. 14th of Feb, Valentine's Day, 7 p.m. We're going to be releasing tickets next week and all the details are going to be on our social media channels and on the podcast all from next week. So we'll be telling you where to go and get the tickets from etc etc so make sure you check out our socials at private podcast um also we want to get you involved so send us a poem a valentine's day card a funny romantic story a secret crush confession maybe slide into our dms on instagram or send us an email contact at privatepartspodcast.com stick it in your diary 14th of february valentine's day 7 p.m it's going to be great put it in the diary see you then get ready for tickets next week Hey, what's going on? I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to our listeners. Give them a whoop whoop, buddy. Uh, we actually... Um, you don't give them a whoop whoop? No, no, I, 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 I kind of... I don't whoop whoop on command, but I do appreciate Sophie, our listeners. Sophie, why don't you give our listeners a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop! Yeah, you do a whoop whoop. Whoop whoop! No, no, can't do it properly. Whoop whoop! No, come on, a bit higher, higher pitch. Whoop whoop! Is that it? Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, Thanks, don't be man. embarrassed. I'm embarrassed so, about um, it. so uh, you know, um, our guest today—you probably won't remember this—but uh, we had we had a bit of run a run-in at some at some point a long time ago, many years well, ago. Well, well you, you're gonna have to tell him of this on the podcast, then. That means. Yeah, I just you know we, we when we when we booked this in, I thought Max George. Why do I know that name? And then it, and then I remembered. Were you scared he's gonna, he was going to bring it up? No, no, no. I, 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 I assumed that he, he, he won't remember. But yeah, it was like it was like the time that I didn't realize that I had, um, I had what, Danny Twitter. Care. No, Danny can remember. I had Twitter message Nina Nesbit. Oh uh, yeah, and asked her and asked her on a date on Twitter. What is that yeah. about? And then she came on and, and you said, said that I was. Okay. And then you said, didn't you say like, if any, if you, if you, if you're unhappy ever, just give me a call. I'm waiting for you. <laughs> you're unha- I never said you're unhappy ever. I did not if say it doesn't that. work just... out with the guy that you're with, then let me know. I didn't never said that. No, not about didn't you? that. Didn't you? No, I was a, <laughs> didn't you? I was just a gentleman. I was a gentleman about it. Oh yeah. It's quite hard that what if you, you had a, it's it's quite bad if you have a Twitter spat with someone like you did with our guest because Well, then... I didn't really have a Twitter spat with him. I I I think maybe uh you know, he it was it was more an in-person. Well, I just I actually just made an honest mistake. We were we were being uh, we were being taken around this big event and I 
said, is that JLS? No, don't say could... it. Don't say it. Save it right. for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. All right. So what we should do is we should intro our guest today, all you private parties. Welcome back to another episode. We have uh, a good friend of mine. Um, he is from the band The Wanted. He was on Strictly Come Dancing. We have the lovely Max and George. He was in my, Glee. My, I, I get to introduce the guest. Okay. What, 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 no, you introduce the guest before. No, because we're going to talk more. The Wanted. Go... The Glee. <laughs> Star of both of those, Max George. Yeah, we're not starting the podcast yet, but yeah, we have Max George on the podcast. Ladies uh, Max. and gentlemen, Max George. <laughs> All right, do you really want to get on with the podcast? Is that what no, you No, Jamie, you, you don't know how to introduce people. You've got to, you, you say the name last, right? Okay. So you, de- you, de- so you describe all of the attributes and all the things about them, and you say this, blah, 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 they were in this, they, they've done this, they had 10 top 10s in three years, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you say, ladies and gentlemen, the wanted's Max George. Okay, I got it. So, so that way the listener is, I hate to give you, you know, too Tips. many notes in, in, right. in the intro, but, but like that way the listener can sort of play around like, oh, who it is? Who is it? I wonder who it is. Okay, I get it. So fine. Before we go into it then, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, just want to say that we do talk about uh, some mental health in this one. Max is very open and honest, as am I, as always, as you know that. Um, and hopefully it helps some people out there. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram and DM us any stories for our bonus episodes at Private Podcast, or send us an email at contact at privatepartspodcast.com. Any stories, anything at all, we'll read them out on our bonus episodes that we release on a Wednesday. Francis Bull, intro our guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he... Achieved top ten top ten hits in the UK uh, in his band The Wanted. He uh, had one of the most played songs in America, which was covered in the series Glee. Uh, and he then eventually starred in the series Glee uh, as Clint, uh, where his, uh, his his famous yeah yeah um, get on with his it. famous. Oh, you don't need a set. Just line. Just intro that, here. here we uh, go. His his catchphrase, as it were, say, is you're ruining the whole right, podcast. I won't say the catchphrase, but ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Max George. This right, this podcast right now that we're about to do. Um, is this is I reckon this is going to be I, this is the one I've been most looking forward to for all of this year. Yeah, that's right, Maxie. Thanks, mate. Yeah, we, sorry, we've already I forgot to tell you we've already given you an intro, so we've done an intro about you already. Oh, have you? We haven't done it yet, but we're going to do it afterwards. Right, <laughs> so, it's going to be fucking epic. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be like. It would be like writing a thank you letter <laughs> before you've actually been right. to the place. Yeah, but that's actually quite a good uh, good strategy if you forget to write thank you letters to write it before you you go and then just leave it under the doormat. Mm. They'll I... think you're really uh, efficient. I, I had a, I had a friend I had a friend at school who um, wrote a thank you letter before he he arrived at his uh, girlfriend's house for the weekend. So he he wrote a thank you letter and he was staying on the so he was going on the Saturday night right. And he posted the thank you letter on the... So he wrote the thank you letter and posted it on the Saturday. So then when he left on the Sunday, it would arrive on the Monday or whatever it was going to arrive. And that, week, and that weekend, he met the parents for the first time. And not only did he, was he caught having sex with his girlfriend by the, his girlfriend's dad, he also rugby tackled his girlfriend's sister and broke her collarbone. Kind 
<laughs> and then the thank you letter arrives on Monday. <laughs> Oh man, that's something you would do. I reckon, Maxie, you would do something like that. Cool. Which part? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> the rugby tackling. That's <laughs> Definitely rugby tackling. Might not be the mother though. <laughs> are you good? Are you good with um with with girlfriends' parents? Are you good with girlfriends' parents? Um, usually not that bad. It, it, parents, <laughs> parents, I've done my best to avoid. To be honest, really, yeah. but you're such a charming, sweet boy. So I think that you would arrive at the front and go, "Shit, this guy's good looking," and then they'd be like, "Oh my god, and he's so sweet and nice," and it would just be like the perfect icebreaker. If you turn up oh, hammered, Jamie, flirt. <laughs> That's right, flirting with Max. <laughs> Stop. It. Don't worry, Max. Max and I flirted throughout the whole of Strictly. Yeah, we did. Um, but wait, so I thought you would turn up and just be completely charming. To I know, I, I, I like, I prefer grandparents. To be honest. I love grandparents. They're my vulnerable. You like them vulnerable. They've got to be vulnerable. (laughs) Easy, easy prey. (laughs) You know, because even if you say something bad, a lot of the time they don't hear it, so it falls on deaf ears. So it's fine. No, I'm I'm joking. I I do in in general. I I get on with parents. I try to get on with most people. To be honest, there's nobody that there's nobody that I don't like that I can think of apart from Craig Revel Hallwood. There's literally no one. (laughs) That I can think he of. He loved you. We have to get into. Who's Craig Revel Allwood? You, it's Francis. This is what's so funny. Francis doesn't realise he just all he did is just watch like a tiny clips of Strictly. He's one of the judges on Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, yeah, okay. but in Francis' defence, though, if any, but I think the the biggest Strictly fan. If you blinked, you may have missed me. Really. <laughs> That's not true, Max. What week don't did put I put yourself? Go? Don't put yourself down like that. What week was it? <laughs> Two. <laughs> oh my God, Max and I had this had this amazing moment where, uh, I, after the first after the first week, I you know after the second week, I was suddenly in the bottom two. And I would phone up Max like most evenings and talk to him about it and say like Max, why are you not nervous? Because Max would look so chilled going out onto the dance floor. He would look so relaxed <laughs> going out on the dance floor. And I sent him one more night just being like, mate, I thought I was going to win it. I'm in the bottom two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Maxie? Mate, remember? I remember. Yeah, you were in a dance off with Jackie. <laughs> you and Jackie were in a dance off, mate. She nearly beat you. <laughs> Wait, as if I'm taking the piss, mate. You lasted six more fucking weeks than me, and I'm like taking the piss. Oh shit, was I? Oh no, Max. Were you were you a bit were you a bit uh, sad to leave, um, Max, in the second week? I was sad. I, I was sad to leave the people I'd met there. I wasn't sad to leave the dancing bit because, oh god, it was horrendous. For me, it was the scariest thing I've ever done. Like. I literally would... But I thought you'd be used to that. The, yeah, that's what thing. I said to him. Like, being on stage and stuff, yeah, but because it was something that I wasn't used to and I knew I'd, I would make... If I made one mistake, I'd crumble. Like, Jamie w- had seen me in, in the rehearsals before. If I started going wrong, I'd just stop and be like, ah, fuck it, yeah. whatever. So I didn't want to do that on live TV, so that's all I was worried about. So when, like, Diane was like, get into it, like show your character and all that. I, I couldn't, so I did just did a minute and a half. Just like <laughs> staring, staring. <laughs> I, I watch, I watch me back and think, "You're like a fucking idiot, mate." Like, it's just... <laughs> I, I actually look like I've shit my pants. Do you know before one dance, 
I almost shit my pants. That's a I had that. That's I swear, absolutely I, true. Wait, wait. What's really? your story? What happened with you, Maxi, on that one? What? Because ha- I had one of these as well. What happened with you? Well, I was nervous, <laughs> and I nearly shit my pants. <laughs> like I felt my ass twitching, and I literally said to Diana as we were walking on, "I, I need the toilet." She was like, "Well, you can't now." I was like, "No, seriously, I need the toilet." And as I walked on, I was proper clenching my bum cheeks. Oh uh, no! Yeah, but it's amazing. It's amazing what you can do uh, to your, your you mind, know, right? No, no, it's amazing what you can do while needing a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what? what like it's amazing. Mean? It's amazing how because I so sometimes I like I I, I do jujitsu, Max. Sometimes I tr- go train and I'm and I'm sparring, fighting for like an hour, and then I come, I go get off and then i end up going doing a big sh- poo and it, it, mu- it must have been there the whole time yeah exactly it's like it's not like it just appeared how did i keep that in in under all that you know you especially know, with all that, all that happening like. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing and like I, I, sometimes i'm just amazed but, yeah. Um, you know. I Maxi, I promise you, I had this right. I had um, when I I was doing when I was in the final. Um, fighting uh, is like the worst thing you want to do when you need a poo. <laughs> you know, that's fighting's bad. Dancing's also pretty up there as well. In front yeah, of fourteen exactly. million yeah, people, that, in front of fourteen million people as well. And I I promise you, this is no word of a lie. I was about to do the Hercules routine, and I said to Karen, in the final. my partner, in the final, yeah, in the final Strictly Come Dancing twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> you were there watching. Um, <laughs> I was at the very back, by the way, in the darkness. I was in one camera shot by the way <laughs> BBC don't BBC don't like the word fuck obviously <laughs> we're gonna get into this so anyway I um I honestly was about to go and I said to Karen I said Karen I need I need the bathroom I need to go and take a shit I I, I need it like so bad she says you can't I was like I, I don't think I can possibly do this and the only way I managed to reason it in my head is I went I'm wearing lycra it's brown. I'm tan skin. If it does come out, it's probably just going to lodge like uh, like inside the lycra. Oh. So it'll be like that's uh, that's what I thought in my head. So it made me calm down a little bit and not be so sketchy about anything at all. That's how intense it was. It's it's just, but Max so said did you, you let go. And... No, I didn't. Like, afterwards, I let go, and it was just oh my god, it was dreamy. But Max, it, what you know, you experienced it. You've been on stage for you know years, but something mm. like Strictly is far more intimidating than anything else. But why is that, do you think? Uh, I felt it as soon as I went in that room, you know, when we had to, when we first met the choreographers and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I was struggling walking. Like, the first bit we had to do was left foot, right foot, and I was like, I can't even do it. What am I doing here? <laughs> um, I, I, I think added on that, one of my old bandmates had won it and I'd been there and watched him, and I was like, wow, look how good he can dance. I would never, ever do that three years later. Um, and I still can't do it, but I was there. Um, just, I was just thinking of how ironic it would have been if Hercules would have shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that really would have been bad. How was Hercules doing? <laughs> but it, what was so funny is that Max, that Max talked about when he, he just stopped doing it. And there was Max had to, he danced as Homer Simpson in a Simpsons dance. That actually was oh, yeah. quite. It was quite a sketchy one because it was either going to be really good or really bad, and mm. and thankfully it was the other one. But Max in the rehearsals, when he was doing it, just stopped dancing <laughs> in yeah. the dress rehearsal. Really? He said, "I can't do this." I stopped dancing, <laughs> didn't you, Max? Yeah, yeah. And Diane ran off crying, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just felt like we couldn't do it. Uh, I couldn't hear. I felt like I'd gone deaf. I couldn't hear the music. Um, 
and uh, yeah, we we just stopped. Diane ran off crying, and we were live within half an hour. So that was uh, that was a panic, but we somehow we got through it. Even at the end of it um, on camera, you see me look at Diane and say, "I think I got everything wrong," but I didn't. <laughs> so we got away with that one. Was that the, was that the night that you swore? No, it wasn't. The, it was the night that you. No, swore. the night that I swore was the night that I got sent home. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. Wait, major... you got sent home for swearing. I got well. Well, we not for, for, for generally being shit, but I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think this the swearing helped. Um, you know when, like, mm. you're watching a football match or you're playing football and you score, you're fucking getting. That's all I said. Oh. <laughs> at the end, um, at the end of when he finished his beautiful dance. Yeah, at the <laughs> at the end of the American Smooth. <laughs> in a in a tux, in a tux for the BBC, the biggest family show. He went fucking get in. They kept calling me all week. They were like, "You've gone from Homer Simpson to Fred Astaire. Fucking get in." <laughs> uh, you actually saw Ramveer in the background go, is this live? <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It was, but do you know what, Maxie? Credit to you because you, you I, I, I felt like it was, it's, it's funny, strictly right, because anything can happen. And the hardest thing that Max was up against Maisie, right? You're up against Maisie, who yeah. was... You know, I would say is was the best dancer yeah, on the show. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, and it, and it was, was tough she a because... professional. Well, she trained before, hadn't she? Like she'd gone to yeah. um, the the art school, I think. But she was just she a done, mid she wasn't dancer. a novice. No, no, but she was. She still worked like saying that. I was going to say she worked her ass off. I remember one day at rehearsals when me and Jamie were at the same place. And he came on and knocked on. He'd smoked two cigarettes, even though he doesn't smoke because he was that stressed. <laughs> and, and then he said, how are you getting on? I said, mate, I've not learned the first 10 seconds. And he went, thank fuck for that. And oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> it's true. And it's then true. True. Maisie rocks up at about three in the afternoon and learned her entire dance in the car park with a fag hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. There, there, was, there was a moment when uh, Max was dancing and I heard cheers coming from his room. So I walked over to his room and said, surely you're not cheering. Surely you haven't learned the dance. And he went, no, mate, I've only just got the first few steps. And it took me this long to get the first few steps. That's why we're all cheering, because I've only <laughs> just got the first steps. And this was like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I hated Monday and Tuesday. Oh, God, oh. But, but Max, but what was the queer. worst part then of, 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 of the show for you both? The worst part for me was the live bit. Yeah, Everything tough. else was, I, I kind of enjoyed. It was tough and it, it was stressful at times, but I, I enjoyed the training bit. It was just the live bit. The live bit, even, mm. even going up the steps at the start and waving, I felt yeah. like I couldn't wave. Mm. Was, really? It's so intimidating. What, you felt really so aware of all of your every action? or uh, Yeah, just so, that's exactly, I think, what it was. It was like, just so aware of, like what? What am I? What am I doing? What? 
Yeah. I just couldn't. I couldn't relax. Why am I walking like this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. but but Maxi, you know, Maxi's career is so interesting because you know he, he, the funniest thing was he told me is that you know when you went and tried out to be in uh, the boy band The Wanted, they asked you to dance. Mm. And what happened? What happened in that situation? So I'd I'd been told. Uh, just before the final, because there was auditions from all over the place. So I'd been told that I was in. And I said that I still wanted to go to this final audition in London uh, to feel part of it and meet other lads and stuff like that. And I got there and probably a little bit like, well, I'm already in. Who cares? <laughs> and they went, right, uh, we're, we're going to learn a dance to uh, the Neo song. And I just can't pull myself other way. That's, and hard, wait, wait, that's hard to dance to. Mate, it was like, <laughs> fuck it. I was like, what the fuck are they having a go? <laughs> so anyway, really every, hard dance. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh, so basically, so there were guys, you know, dancing in there like Jay McGuinness, who won Strictly, actually, as time went on. Um, so he was also was, professional, right? He he had yeah. he had training. He had training. So everyone was really fucking good. I was so bad. So thinking it was just a bit of a gag, I just sort of hid at the back with one of my mates who was at the audition, and, and we just sort of laughed our way through it. I got a call that night, um, and they said you, your dancing's awful. Um, if you don't learn to dance, you're not in the band. So I had one week <laughs> to learn this dance, and luckily I, I got away with it. Um, uh, but even still, the feedback on my dancing compared to everything else has never changed. So my old manager, Jane, came to the opening night of Strictly where we had to do like 10 seconds of dancing each. And after it, uh, I said, how was it, Jane? And she said, your VT was great, your dancing was shit. <laughs> She's supposed to back me up. Oh, my God. That's how, that's how the journey started. So I knew it wasn't going to last very long. But but with but with the wanted you guys it's it, it was like the wanted what a lot of people I think not a lot of people forget but you know you guys were freaking huge you were selling out stadiums you were touring the world you were you know there was a point where you were nearly breaking America mm. or you did one of your songs went big in America didn't it yeah yeah we had uh, we had two two big songs glad you came was the biggest one that, because that was the most it was the most played song in America. Um, really? That, yeah, wow. I think it was 2012 or 13. It, yeah, it was the biggest song in America. So that that launched us over there. Um, and yeah, like I was, I was only looking back yesterday at stuff because I, I do love looking back and like I get quite nostalgic looking at stuff. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Nostalgia is the biggest thing. Yeah. I get nostalgic about everything all the time and realizing that we're never going to have that again. Yeah, like, that's not that's not going to happen again. It's quite depressing as well, isn't it? At the same time, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I think it's good to be it's good to be nostalgic about. You know, you think like, oh, look, those were the good old days, but actually, the now is, are the good old days of the future. So it's good to be nostalgic about the present because then you actually you you like cherish the moment. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. So I I always look at things that I've done in the past, and then I want to I want to do something even bigger. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. what my girlfriend would think of that attitude. Um, what if you went? <laughs> if you went back? Are, you, are the wanted still together? No, no, we're not. We're uh, we, we've not been together for six years now. I think it's, it, it feels like yesterday. Um, was it an uh, was it a sort of uh, friendly uh, parting of ways, or was it acrimonious? Or what? What it was a it was a weird one. There was there was like a late bit of a bust up at the label and. Um, 
Was we, I didn't know that. Was yeah, there we, a bus stop? Yeah, we so we were we were together with two labels at the same time. And then there was there was a bit of an argument between the two. And because we just we just sold out we were going on a world tour and Yeah, that's crazy. We just we just done Dublin and then we got a call saying, Guys, you you're on you're on a private plane coming back from Dublin this morning before you fly out to I think it was Mexico. And we were like, Why? Oh. And they were like, You've got to get on the plane and we flew in to an office in London and they just said uh, once it's tour's done, you're done. So you you've got to dress what? it up. You've got to dress it up. We didn't own the rights to the band, the name, like <clears> nothing. <throat> so that that was it. It was that abrupt. It's just done, and we like we can't believe it. So it. Wait, wait, Maxie. This is this is. So hang on a second. So they so the label bring you in. They say, look, by the way, this is not going to go on. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you guys, your whole life is like crumbling in front of you. Like, hang on a second. Well, what the hell? Do, do you have that? Do you have that bit where you think? <clears throat> in your head you go well we're a big band we can just go and do it by ourselves or I, I can go solo or things like that you could just think that or was it kind of a big moment were you thinking like... of relaunching under a new name it, we, we, no not under a new name we discussed ways of how we could potentially carry on um, but like and and I understood why like Nathan he wanted he, he saw that he wanted to do his own thing mm. I think he felt before this happened that maybe he wanted to try, try it at some point. And I, like, obviously at the time, that was a difficult conversation to have with him. But like, I, I understood it at the time, to be honest. But even now, especially now looking back, it's like I understood exactly where his head was at. He just, we'd had so much success in in a quick amount, amount of time, you know. Mm. I think we had 10 top 10s in the UK in, in three years. That's so crazy. It, it, it was you know, it, it was really fast, and so I understood why you'd want to take a break from that. But me personally, I didn't have a clue because the one it became my life, like relationships, all sorts. It, it, it just that that was my life, and I, I fell in love. I was so in love with being in the band that I probably, in terms of everything else and everyone else, like became a bit of aloof because like I, I don't know. I was so focused on being in the band plus I was drinking every day and just touring Mm. and you get that is all that you do so to have that just taken away it it was almost like an addiction and and someone just so it was like cold turkey yeah because because I because this is what I'm interested in you know Max because I think that that's what people don't realize a lot of the time is that when you like you Jamie with Made in Chelsea (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I I tell you what happened with Made in Chelsea at the at the beginning was um you know, I definitely drank too much and it became my life and all these different things. And you, 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 and, and the good times. Well, I think right? we definitely all kind of had fun at the, at the beginning. Treated. Yeah, but yeah, you have a lot of fun. It's amazing. Same with Max with The Wanderer. Right? You have this amazing time, but you know, you start drinking too much. Uh, you start not looking after yourself. Things, you think this whole experience is going to last forever. And then suddenly it sort of starts to not be the same. You start having to sort of lead or live like a real life, not in this sort of clouds. And then, then as you said, Max, these things come sort of crashing down and you're sort of brought back to reality. And that's tough, right? For, for me, that sort of developed, you know, nothing came sort of crashing. I wasn't sort of abruptly finished, but I suppose what happened to me that I had to deal with a lot of anxiety and things like that. And that mm-hmm. was really tough within myself because I didn't understand what the hell was going on. I was having like this, these anxiety attacks and things like that. And, and I didn't, is, did that happen? Did you go through a time, because a lot of musicians have it, where suddenly they, their band stops and they feel a complete lack of purpose? 
that so, what happened to you? Yeah, it, I was lucky because um, I could feel that happening to me where I was driving myself nuts and uh, about three, four, I just, I literally just bought a house in Manchester. So I was like, right, I'm going to settle back in Manchester. Not too sure what I'm going to do, but I'm going to take a break. And I'd, uh, you know, I'd, I bought the house, I'd spent seven months, I'd had people seven months in it, getting it ready for me for when I finished the tour. And I'd been in it three nights on my own. And I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do this. So um, I think it was about three weeks after the band we finished the last night, I, I decided to move out to LA uh, because I want. I thought, uh, I don't want to go on a solo career. That's not really what's ever crossed my mind. My, my heart's in the band and always will be. Um, so I uh, I moved out to LA. My management were there. And look, the reason why I was lucky is because the day after I landed, my manager called and said, there's an audition um, if you want to go. It's for Glee. And I was like, okay, that, that's cool. Because Glee had actually, they helped Glad You Came go big because when Glee was massive, uh, whatever they covered went huge. So they, yeah. and, and they'd covered Glad You Came in Glee. So I was like, it was quite a cool connection. Like I was like, oh, cool, mm. I've got an audition. Never thought anything of it. And then I got invited back. I think there was like six auditions. And then I, I got the part, so... The first audition I had, I landed a role um, and it was only supposed to be in one episode. But then after the first episode, uh, they wrote me in for the whole season. Uh, so then I was then... You, you were like, this world of celebrity is easy. <laughs> like, it's getting in bands now doing one audition. This is so then I was, easy. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, fuck it. Like, yeah, I was in The Wanted. I can get any job I want now. <laughs> I go for a movie. This here, is easy. Here, here I am, seven years later. I've not had a job since. <laughs> still, I'm still in the wanted. I'm still. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I had a solo career that, you know. Wait, so hang on. I want to hear. So you were in LA doing Glee. You did the whole series. Yeah, I did. And was that good? Was that fun? Oh, mate. But like, I, like I say, I love the band, but it, it was just like, it was back in them days of, of having. Uh, doing something that I loved, which was acting, but going into Paramount Studios every day, which I've which I love yeah. movies. So I've grown up mm. seeing the marches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I just walk because I lived five minutes away, um, and I'd walk like with a coffee every morning through the marches. Like I'm going to work, and then there'd be this big trailer that just said Max George and in brackets Clint. Clint, did you do an American accent? Well, the the weird thing about the role was because it was only supposed to be one episode, they didn't really bother with it. But then when they wrote me in as Clint, they were like, "We're not sure how we're going to get away with this." With all of a sudden this English dude just being at the school, <laughs> so it was kind of a mix of. So I came up with the role as, "How about I was an English guy that moved over here when he was like twelve, so he's got like twangs." Basically, what I was doing it saying is, is that. My accent shit. So <laughs> yeah. when people say his accent shit and all over the place, I can say no. This is just how my accent's changed since I lived it's, here it's, it's five called, years ago. Mid Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic. Yeah. I mean, it it, it it was more island than Mid Atlantic. To be honest, you, you you know what you know what we have to hear then. Like, we have to hear Clint's accent. That's what we've got to hear. How did Clint sound? Um, how did Clint sound? Well, uh, sort of. Um, Mr. Schuster, you're a jerk. Oh, that's quite, that's quite good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. 
Right, is that all he could say? Is that all he could say? That's pretty much all Clint said was to Matt Morrison because that's who I played with all the time, and it was like, "I hate you, you're a jerk." Everybody laughs at you. Like that's basically all I said, but repeated all the time and slightly better accent every time I did an episode. <laughs> Clint was like the monosyllabic, like sexy guy who never really said anything. <laughs> yeah, like, I, well, yeah, he, he was just an arsehole, actually. Um, I got quite a lot. I got quite a lot of hate when I played Clint. No, off a, yeah, yeah, because he wasn't nice. Or he was. A, I mean, I, I just had to play a dick. It was. It was actually quite easy. Just, <laughs> it was. It was because you're back at school again, and I fucking hated school anyway. Yeah. So I, uh, it was just like not liking anything that teachers say. So it was just like... Was it, was it weird a... going going back to school? Did you feel like you were sort of regressing back to your uh, school school? I was just pleasantly surprised that they thought I looked young enough. You're Max, you're blessed with a young look. You've got the, you've got the young vibe. Because you could be 23, but you could also be 30, right? Like you, you've got that Thanks, sort of... Mate. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm still flirting with you. Don't know what's going Jamie, on. Yeah. I feel like I, Jesus. Should, I feel like you guys should get a room. Yeah, yeah. sorry about this, if guys. It for co- if it wasn't for COVID, I'd be all over. <laughs> <laughs> right, hold on, Max. We're going to hear about more about this in part two. Francis, we need to have the question of the week. Okay, use half. Use half as you had to be asked this question. Just trying to think of a good one. All right, okay. Well, how many how many times does the blood circulate around the body in a day? Oh, Maxi, I can't wait for you to answer this. I think this is a, this is a good one because obviously, uh, you know, obviously dancing. Yeah, sure. I hear you. I, hear you. What, yeah, I think it depends what mood you're in, doesn't it? What? If you're in like a horny mood, does it go right? Would it? Would well, go right I mean, faster, you, wouldn't it? If you're really horny, it probably slows it down, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. probably. It no, no, horniness, because it, no, it would be blood pumping it, faster. It, that's no, why no, Viagra that's does. Blood pooling in one area. That's what I mean. So wouldn't that slow it down? Yeah, maybe. No, but I can't. With Max's well, gigantic say, penis, they would just slow when, down. It would just slow. When, when you're ho- when you're horny, apparently your blood vessels dilate. So, presumably, that means the blood pumps around faster. Oh. When you're when you're horny or having sex, is is, is horny the when same? When you're horny, well, it's ho- when you're horny. Are you having sex when you're horny, or do you horny and then you have sex? What is it? Well, I guess you're ha- you're still horny while you're having sex. Otherwise, you'd stop. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. was going to say it's definitely before it because I'm fucking useless afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, on- honestly, like I after I just snore my back out after sex. Honestly, it's like it would have to I'm get done. you all the way to the end. <laughs> yes. What? I'm going to be like, wait, I'm no longer horny. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Yeah. Okay, Max. I'm going outside so- for a walk. <laughs> okay, okay, Max. So tell me. So if you. So how many times do you think the blood pumps around the body in a day? Uh, I'm going to say... Do you, just, do you just do a clock motion with your hand, counting I tried it? to make it look like I was figuring it out due to my BPM. You could do... The, you could you could figure it out, like, yeah, to, a, to a rough... rough uh, I, I don't... You know. I'm going to say um, the blood goes round 2,000 times. Such yep. a guess. That's such a guess. Jamie, I'm going to say way more than that. I'm going to go for in the millions. I reckon it's about 5 million. Five million. Five million. <laughs> how how, how fast is your heartbeat? I was going to say you're not an ant. <laughs> All right, Maxie. Listen, we're going to find out in part two. You're going to stick around for part two, right? Of course. All right, everybody. We'll see you in part two. Bye bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.